morning, afternoon, and evening, members of the Nether Regions. My name is Spencer Zimmerman. My name is Sarah Zimmerman. And welcome to another edition of the Trebe Regor podcast. Today we are bringing you an expert analysis of the movie Ex Machina. Gonna have to put a disclaimer at the top of this episode that Ex Machina, Ex Machina, we've looked it up a couple times, still have to say... We're not sure we're pronouncing it correctly, so you'll have to forgive us on that one. Yeah, I mean, that that just is one of an endless list of things that was odd about this movie that really rubbed me the wrong way. Um, the way I felt coming out of this movie was, wow, that was only bad. <sighs> we have to say it now, folks. I'm sorry. I know that our past episodes have been poorly reviewed films that we thought were overlooked because they were excellent. But unfortunately, this time around, we watched a critically beloved film and found that it was overrated, really. I mean, uh, on on Rotten Tomatoes, this one has a 93%, and unfortunately, we are in the 7%. Usually, it's the other way around. I hate to be nitpicky, but there were a lot of things in this movie that so, I wanted to nitpick. Many, many things, and I'd love to get into that. Let's just throw out a brief synopsis of the film. It does get a little complicated, but we want to catch you up to speed. Sure. So, the film starts out with Domhnall Gleeson. Again, gonna have to say, not sure how to pronounce that name. Yeah, let's leave it at that. He works for a tech company called Blue Book, which is kind of like a stand-in for Google in this world. And it turns out that he's won a contest at the beginning of the film to visit the founder of the company's estate. He visits the beautiful estate in the middle of nowhere and meets the founder, who's played by Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac has created a piece of artificial intelligence, and he wants Domhnall Gleeson to figure out if it can imitate or actually feel the way that a human feels. (sighs) It was a lot. So it turns out that the artificial intelligence was not just, you know, a little floppy disk. It was a woman-shaped robot. And conveniently, very attractive woman-shaped. Yeah, absolutely. The robot woman was played by Alicia Vikander. Gonna have to say it again. Not sure how to pronounce her name. She's Danish. So throughout the movie, Domhnall sits down with the uh, AI, which is named Ava, and he begins to test her. He he talks with her, learns about her. And as the week goes on, it turns out that Ava is not only attractive to Domhnall Gleeson, but is attracted to him as well. And as the week goes on, she tells him, you know, you shouldn't trust Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac has some other things behind the mask that he's not telling you. And Domhnall Gleeson falls for it yeah come on man you were the guy to go to for this test and here you are being fooled by a robot it was all a little bit unbelievable but it turns out at the end spoiler alert ava it turns out has used Domhnall gleason in order to escape the facility and in the end she murders oscar isaac she leaves Domhnall gleason locked in the house and escapes into the real world and blends right in with every human. And I should go to say that this movie used that, her escape, 
as proof of her being sentient because she was able to manipulate, use sexuality, uh, all of that in order to get Dominal Gleason to be like, oh yeah, I'll help you escape because you're hot and you think I'm hot. It's all just so primitive, you know? Yeah, I don't know. The the listeners can't see right now, but my face is scrunched up like I'm sucking on a sour candy because I'm just so disappointed in it. Yours is too now, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, in the end, I was just disappointed that it was all about sex. I thought it was going to be a subtle film. You know, we love subtlety. Unfortunately, yeah. it was just, you know, about, eh, I want to have sex with this sex robot. Yeah, she is a pleasure hole, and it feels good. I hope I never have to hear you say that again. Yeah, exactly. So, right off the bat, literally within the first few minutes of this film, what's his name? Dominal Gleason. Dominal Gleason uh, wins this contest. And it just appears, like, oh, you won. And then he's in a helicopter going to this guy's house. Like, how? I had no idea he won a contest. I didn't know that concept was even, even being thrown out at me. I didn't know what was going on. And it just really set the tone of the movie for me. You know, I was a little bit lost. It was kind of showing, not telling. And I don't like it when they show and don't tell. A lot of film critics don't like voiceover. I love voiceover. You know what voiceover does for me? It navigates me through a clear world. Exactly. I want the narrator to spell out for me exactly what's happening at every moment. Hey, you are here to present me with what is happening. Not for me to come to you with a mental gymnastic routine to just to get to to point A. Exactly. We paid $4 to rent this movie. Not to have an intellectual debate. Uh, What? I... It's getting me riled up. I think the next big thing was that when we arrived, Oscar Isaac was hitting the punching bag. We've got a thing with punching bags. We really do. Remember the episode with Roadhouse where Patrick Swayze Swayze was hitting that punching bag? He had no business on that thing. No business. Apparently, neither did Oscar Isaac because once... uh, what what was his name? Dominal Gleason. Dominal Gleason. Dominal Gleason. Dominal Gleason. Once he enters and greets is greeted by, uh, oh come on, what's his Oscar name? Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac. Right. Um, Oscar Isaac says, "Yeah, you know, I like to kick off the morning with a little exercise. I've got the mother of all hangovers right now." At the point of watching this movie, I had the ugly duckling stepchild of all hangovers and i couldn't leave my bed that's right we had to bring the tv into your bedroom so we could watch this movie and just the idea that you could just get up after a hangover and start working out and be that chipper is ridiculous i've spent days in the bed just trying not to throw up and you're telling me that you just jumped right out and hit a punching bag it just it just here's what it did looking back on it It immediately, right off the bat, said, this man is a liar. I felt that I was not getting my money's worth. My $4 was slowly wasting away. Already. We're only 20 minutes in. If even. Right. So, you know, we we do our introductions. We find out what's going on here, what's happening at the estate. We find out it's going to be a Turing test conducted by... uh, Domhnall Gleeson. Domhnall Gleeson. Domhnall. Domhnall Gleeson. So I really hope that's how you pronounce it. Ooh. Ooh. Anyways, 
um, we are then taken to session one. So session one, we were just doing introductions here. Nothing huge arises. Caleb is introduced to Ava. Ava it comes out. She looks incomplete, basically. She has a, a face that looks like she has skin on her face. Just a face, no hair, metal skeleton for a body. She has hands and feet. That's it. That's it. You can see her insides that are clicking and whirling away and lighting up blue and green and red and... Her exoskeleton is showing, and it's... Also, I think Alicia Vikander's performance was a little wooden, let's be honest. It's a little <laughs> stiff. Yeah, rigid. Yeah, for it's sure. kind of like, you know, where's all the life in this thing? Uh, but... <sighs> Moving on to session two, this was where we were first presented with the idea that Isaac is not to be trusted. Oscar Isaac. Uh, really? I... Okay, so in session two, um, Ava suddenly is informing Domnall that, uh, what is his name? Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac. two first names. Right, that is what's tripping me up. I keep saying Isaac Oscar and then coming back. Oscar Isaac, yeah. Okay, Um, so yeah, Ava says to Domnall that Oscar Isaac is no longer to be trusted. Um, But two seconds earlier... Dominal asks her her age, and she can only say one. Yeah. You could say one year, one month, one day. It's all way too young. All of it. It's like infant, like coming out of the womb type young. Yeah, absolutely. One year from coming out of the womb, which is too few years. Exactly. And It's one singular it, year. It, it's, we, we were like, why, oh, that. Could have could have yeah. been anything but that. Exactly, you could have programmed a more adult year into her. But anyways, she says one, and then she's acting like, "Oh, I've got the world figured out. Oscar is a liar. You need to watch out because I'm only one year old." Yeah, we're supposed to trust a one year old. <laughs> or yeah, exactly. But she couldn't even say year. We don't even know if it was one year. A one year old doesn't even have object permanence. Exactly. This is where the movie lost me. It was just like. Okay, maybe we could maybe we could get this idea to work. But you guys are throwing in these tiny little points that are just making me say, um, hello, this is not realistic. Exactly. The whole thing I mean, I'm sorry, but as critics I hate when we get nitpicky, but there, this film was just so easy to nitpick. Well, here's a perfect example. Right after session two, we cut to a scene where Ava is sleeping. You spend your entire life trying to build this perfect robot, this artificially intelligent robot, and you're going to program the ability to sleep into it? There goes a third of your life. Exactly. I thought we were trying, I thought the human race was attempting to create these things to minimize that lost time. Yeah, we we shouldn't have them sleeping, eating, peeing, or p***ing. Those are the four liabilities of life. Absolutely. And... That's what really blew this concept apart for me. Moving on, I think some other things that uh, really stuck out to me is something to nitpick. At one point, we see Domhnall Gleeson uh, get out of bed in the middle of the night, and you see his pajamas. He's wearing capri sweatpants. It was it was strange. It wasn't explained. Never addressed again. Another thing that wasn't addressed again. In one scene, Oscar Isaac jokes with Domhnall Gleeson about Ghostbusters 
and they talk about the theme song and all that, and I was like, oh, exciting, we're gonna see a Ghostbusters motif. Never seen again. Never heard from again. Anytime a Ghostbusters joke, motif, thought is brought up, it is to be dragged out to the very end. Exactly. That should become the focal point of the film. Exactly. And it just seemed like it was a sloppy screenwriting. You know, like, this seems like a sixth draft. Right. Let's take a pinch of the... It's like they were in the kitchen just with all their spices and herbs out and just taking a pinch from every single bottle without any regard for what it was going to taste like in Mm -hmm. the end. Future movie, sci-fi, romance, sexual, like, basic instinct level thriller, Ghostbusters. It it didn't work. So, now uh, we're at session three now. This is where she says to Domino uh, to close his eyes and she'll be right back. She goes and gets dressed. Uh, She actually puts on a wig, a dress, socks, and everything. So, she comes back and she she asks him on a date. Yeah. And then asks if he thinks she's attractive. I thought that was backwards. She sort of yeah. should have said... A little bit think... presumptuous on her part. Exactly. Because I, th- I think she's really good at reading people. She saw that he was like, ooh, I don't know. And then she's like, wait, do you think I'm attractive? And this session is where I, I had the thought that like, if this was real life, AI would not only be a, a scary thing, it, it would also be very awkward and annoying. Yeah, it would just kind of be that awkward girl at the bar that doesn't get the hint. You know? Exactly. It's like, I'm sorry, I, I, I'm just trying to drink my whiskey sour. I felt awkward in my seat. It's like, there goes another dollar off the price of this $4 movie. Right, we're now at like $2. Along those same lines, I mean, if, we're, if we want to use stars to rate this film, we start with five stars and start knocking them off. I definitely knocked off one star for the Ghostbusters thing. I knocked off another star... For the fact that the volume levels were all the way up and down. We I were just, all over the place. Ugh. Yeah, very frustrating. Very frustrating. I felt for you on that one because I didn't have the remote. You did. And I've had to do that duty before to constantly maintain. It, it's just distracting. It ruins a movie. It does. And that's why I would knock off a whole star for that. I, I will not fight you on that one. Okay, so we're at session four. I'm going to group it together with session five and session six because l- let me be honest here. I began to black out a bit. It just began to blend together for me, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I wasn't pulling specific things from each session. Yeah, we get it. He's flirting with the robot. She's flirting back. Oh. Exactly. And, and that sort of that concept just sort of melted together day by day. So there's one thought I had with, with uh, Oscar Isaac, and it was this guy lives alone in some palace in the middle of nowhere. Very odd to me. He was an alcoholic and lonely that was about it and this this man was he also did not wear clothing a lot every scene he was either not wearing pants or not wearing a shirt or wearing a shirt that was conveniently open so okay so he's a very singular character this man was so lonely that he went and created a robot that could impersonate a human but all he did was program a stage five clinger. Towards the end of the film, uh, Domnall and Oscar have a conversation, and Oscar says that AI will always have a new version. It will always have the next version that will be an improvement on the last. And that really resonated with me, because you know what? This movie came out in 2015. Westworld came out in 2016. And I think I see Westworld as the next 
version of this film and it improved upon it. It's much better. I mean, this movie, you get AI, but you're stuck in a house in the middle of nowhere with all of three characters and they're just talking all the time and punching punching bags and being hungover. And in Westworld, you get tons of AIs, you get sex, you get prostitution, you get pianos playing themselves, you get gunfights, you get stabbings. S- you get real storylines. Absolutely. Multiple storylines intersecting. You're in the wild, wild west. I-, I don't even think there's a comparison. I think Westworld wins out every time. So I think that's a very interesting comparison you just made there because that's where the critics might have uh, gotten this film wrong originally is because this was our prototype. This movie was the prototype. And Mm -hmm. obviously people are going to be like, wow, this is original. This is a new idea. It's interesting. So, yeah, you know, we'll give it five stars for originality. But you have to go behind the curtain. Was this whole concept an original thought? The Bible exists, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, the biblical references in this film were all over the place. I mean, Ava is a derivation of Eve. We get it. She's the first woman. Right. And then the the movie ends with session seven. Session seven is when Ava escapes and goes into the world. And it's like, okay, so seven days, gone created the world in seven days. Wow, that's an easy connection. The thing with the references with this movie to the Bible, uh, original scriptures, Peter, Paul, Dan, Michael... Um, was that it's not the first time that has been done. That was cool when Steve Carell decided to throw on a beard and build an ark. You know, I think Evan Almighty did it better. I loved Evan Almighty. That is a really underrated movie. I have watched that movie probably 15 times. I would nix another star off of that. We're down to two stars. Right. Uh, It was just, ugh. Another major thing that really got to me was when, in the end, we find out that Ava has been specifically designed... For Domhnall Gleeson's liking, Ava's face was designed off of his pornography profile because uh, Oscar Isaac had access to all of his internet searches because he owns the search engine. But there was a moment there when it was revealed, and I was like, so Oscar Isaac created a face, an attractive face for Ava. Let's remember, Ava doesn't have hair, she doesn't have skin, she only has hands, feet, and a face, and ears. But that's it. Everything else looks like a machine. So you're saying that he looked in his pornography profile for the type of face that Domhnall Gleeson likes? Is anyone looking at faces when they're looking at pornography? Not me. I don't, yeah, I don't think that, you know, when people are searching porn, they're searching for, you know, symmetrical face, brown eyes. You know, it's like... No. Small ears. No. Uh, unrealistic. It was kind of like, okay, so not only does this film not understand how sweatpants work, but they don't understand how pornography works. Ay ay ay. Another star. We're down to one star. So, if you're wanting to go watch a one-star movie, uh, feel free. It's still going to be a surprise at the end. Um, we really didn't ruin that much, but we will tell you, this movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> The critics got it wrong. They always get it wrong. It seems like we're learning. I mean, 93%. What was everyone thinking? Oh, Oh, God. Yeah. Sorry to break it to you, but hopefully you avoid this one. I don't know. I'm not sure I like giving bad reviews. It's not as fun. I mean, 
as a film critic, you're not trying to look for bad movies. Right. Let be a waste of time. Exactly. I feel like I wasted my two hours and four dollars. Exactly. But have at it if you want, people. Thank you for joining us today at the Trebe Rigor Podcast. My name is Spencer Zimmerman. My name is Sarah Zimmerman. Hope to see you soon. <laughs>